I want to thank our pastors for giving me the privilege of sharing the word today. Um, it's an honor and a privilege. And Pastor Ryan sends much love to all of you. He's enjoying his time of rest. He's lost some weight. <laughs> uh, he's worried because he can't see us. <laughs> no, he's gymming, he's running, he's doing all those fitness things, he's eating well, even over the festive season. Can you believe it? But anyway, he sends lots of love and time is moving quickly. But we thank God that the word will go forth and that every person would receive this now word in Jesus' name. So in November last year, the Lord gave me this scripture, Isaiah 21, verse 6, and it says, this is what he said to me, go, set a watchman in position, he must announce what he sees and hears. And somehow the Lord wouldn't let me let go of that scripture. And so as I began to meditate upon it, I felt that the Lord was saying that in 2023, we are to be watchmen. And I want you to say first to yourself, I am a watchman. I say it again, I am a watchman. Now look at somebody and say, you are a watchman. Now maybe you're confessing and prophesying something that you don't really know what it means. So let me clarify. In the Old Testament, the watchman was either a military person or it was a prophet or an elder of the city. Somebody with some influence would stand on the city walls and they would be scouring day and night looking out for the enemy. And when they saw an enemy coming, they would shut down and say to the inhabitants, fortify the city for the enemy is coming. Amen. And the other job that they had was to look for when the king would be coming. And then they would shout down and say, behold, the king is coming. I'm getting goosebumps because we're going to hear that one day as well. The king is coming. Hallelujah. And that was their job. They would shut down and they would prepare the city for the arrival of the king. And so what you've just declared now that you are a watchman is what I felt the Lord was saying to us as a congregation. If you believe that God has added you here, we are part of the frontline army. And we are part of personnel, military personnel. Maybe you say, well, I'm not an elder. Maybe I'm not a prophet. Well, you're standing in the office in the army. And there's a responsibility, beloved, that each one of us need to speak and shout uh, warnings to those in our sphere of influence. There are people that only you touch shoulders with. I don't touch shoulders with. And you need to warn them of the impending danger. We have a vigilant enemy who is after our souls. Amen. And then we need to prepare them for the bride and the groom will be meeting. And we need to ready ourselves in Jesus' name. Amen. The job of a watchman today is to have perceptive spiritual eyes. How do you get that? You get that through prayer, through fasting, reading of God's word. I can't emphasize that enough. The reading of God's word. He will speak to you and you will have words of life to give to those that don't know they need it. In Jesus' name. We are to be filled and refilled and refilled with the Holy Spirit. 
It's not a one-time experience. We are to be filled and filled and filled so that we have words of life to speak to those that we rub shoulders with. Now, I'm not a, a Jewish scholar by any means, but I love looking at what the letters, numerals, and alphabets mean in the, in the Hebrew language because it does have meaning. And this is the year 5783. They take the year from the beginning of creation, and this happens to be the year 5783. And the symbol is the mouth. This is the year of the mouth. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me that what we declare or what we speak from our mouths this year will either, will either be hung by the tongue or we will be blessed by what we speak. I want to caution us, idle words, flippant little airy-fairy words, agreeing with the enemy, that has to stop. I was so, I was shaken when I read the scripture in um, Isaiah 57 verse 19, and it says, Jesus, or God says, I create from the lips. So what we speak has a creative force. So I want to say we need to put a guard. In fact, I mean, we know Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat of its fruit. Beloved, this is not a time to have idle words spoken. It says in Proverbs 13 verse 3, he who guards his mouth preserves his life. It's a very serious question message that I'm bringing, but one with hope, because I believe that this is the year as we eat the word, as we meditate on the word, when we speak the word, when we pray the word, when you pray the word, it is powerful because God says, my word will not return void to me. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that church? Amen. So we can eat, and I, I thought it was very interesting because it says that the, the decade, the five, seven, eighties from 2020, the decade of the eighties in the Jewish calendar was the decade of words. And I thought, isn't that amazing? In 2020, how the enemy came and tried to muzzle us. We put masks on. Words of fear were spoken over us. And we sometimes aligned with those words. And the enemy tried to silence us. And he tried to silence the church. Anybody feel that that's what nearly happened in 2020 and 21? Thank God we pushed through. And somehow we still spoke the word. We got onto you know, onto YouTube and all these wonderful platforms. And what the enemy didn't realize, he was giving us an opportunity to, to actually spread the word even more. So we confounded him in the name of Jesus. Amen. I read in jo uh, about King Jehoshaphat. He was the king of Judah. And you can read it later in Second Chronicles chapter 19 and 20. Read it. It's such a beautiful story. But he realizes that they are going to be um, overtaken or invaded by the Hittites and the Ammonites and all those arts, you know. And he became really afraid. And he, he bowed his head. Listen what it said. He said he bowed his head. He prepared his heart to seek the Lord. He removed all the foreign idols in the land, and he proclaimed a national fast. 
And this man, this prophet, said something to him. The prophet had heard something from the Spirit of God, and he spoke it. It's the year of speaking, beloved. He says this to to, um, King Jehoshaphat. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the battle is not yours, but it is the Lord's. You will not need to fight in this battle. Just position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I want to say some of us have had some big battles And God is saying that this year, He is going to fight your battles for you. As you align yourself, prepare your heart. What does that mean? He prepared His heart to hear from the Lord. I believe sometimes the idols that, you know, we say, oh, we don't have idols. But anything that keeps you away from the presence of God, anything that keeps you too long away from spending time in the Word, that's an idol. Your children can be your idol. Be careful. God shares his glory with no man. Make time for family. Make time for each other and friendships and fellowship. But if you don't have time, your priority is to make time with God this year. I really believe it's an urgent call that we don't have time. If we are going to say we have time, we may miss the shouting of the, of the one who hears, the groom is coming. The groom is coming in Jesus' name. So I believe that God wants us to stand in our position and there is to be a sound that comes out of our mouths. Just like the upper room sound, it ushered in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we are to declare a sound. There's going to be an atmosphere shift and change in 2023. I want to bring three points to this message. One, we are to position ourselves to hear. We are to be God's mouthpiece to make a sound that ushers in his presence. And we are to prepare the bride for the groom is surely coming. Amen. So I want to just go to one of my favorite people in the Old Testament and don't switch off now, uh, Moses. We all know the story of Moses, but the Lord spoke very clearly to me. Moses was 80 years old, minding his own business in the back end of the wilderness, tending to sheep, and really thinking his life was over. When suddenly he sees the burning bush, and the angel of the Lord speaks to him through that burning bush phenomena. And this is what it says in Exodus 3 verse 24. I think it will come up there. So he looked... And behold, the bush was burning. Then Moses said, he did what? He spoke. He said, talking to himself in the wilderness, I will turn aside and see this great sight. So he said, and he turned aside, that speaks of positioning. And then he, God said to him that when God said, Let me read it nicely. It says, Then when God saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him. That speaks of hearing. And Moses said, Here I am. And that speaks of obedience. Tuning in. Being sensitive. Amen? So there was a looking, a turning aside, or a positioning, 
there was hearing and responding to God. That is the call for 2023 for all of us. Amen. Um, you know the story. He says, I, am of, I have no speech. I'm not eloquent of speech. I can't speak. I stutter. Long story short, the Lord says, tell Aaron. And I love what it says in Exodus 4.15. He says, now you shall speak to him, Aaron, and put the words in his mouth, the words that God had put into his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. So don't say I am not of eloquent speech, or I can't do that, or this is too big for me. This is too big for me, but God, amen? God says, I will teach you what to speak and I will teach you what to do. And it's interesting, Aaron was 83 years old when he became the mouthpiece for God. Five, seven, eight, three. The year of the mouth where we will speak the oracles of God and we will set the captives free. We will lead them out of captivity. Beloved, are you hearing this? We, we, not the leadership, not me, not Pastor Ronald, Pastor Ron, you, all of us corporately, we are going to be the mouths that set people free this year. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. The Lord also showed me that there, there were two accounts where the Israelites were so thirsty. The one was in um, Exodus chapter 17 and Numbers chapter 20. Again, we're not going to read it just for the sake of time. In the first incident, God says to him, take that rod that separated the waters and strike the rock. And we know that water came from that rock. Later on, a story is told in Numbers 20 where it says that the people are grumbling and complaining, poor Moses. I mean, these people saw the miracles of God, yet somehow they grumbled and they complained and they were never satisfied. Does it sound like anybody in the house? We've had so many blessings, but we murmur and we complain. Okay. And this time, this is what the Lord says. He says, you and Aaron stand before the congregation and speak to the rock and water shall flow. But Moses in his frustration strikes the rock and that one disobedient act stops him from entering into the promised land. One disobedient act and he doesn't enter in. He stands on a mountain and he is shown the beautiful promised land that he has been contending for. But he doesn't enter it because of one simple act of disobedience. And I read on, and it was for me quite sad because this is what he, the Lord said to him. Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, you shall not enter the promised land. God wants to display his glory this year. He wants to display his glory this year. And he needs you and me to be the vessels to do that. All that we've been learning on the kingdom um, over the last year, nothing's changed. We're still sticking with kingdom. 
kingdom principles. We need to revisit some of the messages that we received. And we need to shift that thing in our lives. We need to be willing to become that vessel that will be glory to the king, that he would get glory. So I believe God wants to do things differently. That story of the rock and, and striking it and speaking to it, to me, spoke about a new season. We are going to see things that we haven't seen before. I don't know about you, but I have an expectancy for 2023. We are going to see the supernatural. I think this, this year, some of us might see that burning bush. Will you turn aside? And allow God to speak to you and to use you. Maybe it's speaking to a rock so that rivers of living water will begin to flow from that rock. Not me alone, you as well. Or maybe you and I are going to speak to that mountain this year and see it being cast into the sea. Because faith is arising in our hearts and the new is coming in Jesus' name. Amen. How do we do that? By being in the presence. Psalm 25 verse 14 says in, the, um, in the, the Passion Translation, I love it so much. There's a place reserved for the lovers of Yahweh where they sit near to him and receive revelation secrets of his promises. It's in the secret place, beloved. It's in the secret place. Proverbs 20 verse 12 says, Lovers of God have been given eyes to see and ears to hear. Are you a lover of God this morning? Can I see the hands of the lovers? Wow. God says he has given you ears to hear and eyes to see and to perceive. Amen. Another person that could position himself to do great things for God was David. And we know the story so well. But I was reminded that when David came to visit his brothers, yeah, this giant is standing and he's shouting out. It says that for 40 days, he dressed in his battle gear and he shouted out, Define things to the, the army of God. And two, God, who are you? Where is your God? And those words, you see, what we align ourselves to, it's not only important what we speak, but what we listen to this year. Be careful what you allow to penetrate your, your spirit man because it defiles you and it weakens you because what happens is fear grips your heart. Yeah, the armies of God were standing and trembling and they had no man that could come against this giant. But here comes David and he says, he says, I mean, that's what I want to say. David spoke to the men in 1 Samuel 17, 26. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Indignation against your enemy. Are you indignant with your enemy? I, he's my number one enemy and I'm going to say some things to him this year and make him run. Turn tail and run. Not things I have to say, things that the Word of God says. We are on the victory side. So when he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine, he doesn't say, talk about the actual circumcision. He's talking about covenant, the blood covenant. Who is this giant standing here speaking against the, the armies of God who have been bought? They are part of covenant with the living God. And based on that, he runs towards the giant. 
And he says, today, your carcass will be given to the birds of the air. I want to say that we need to speak to our giants. Anybody got giants that you're facing in 2023? I see some people nodding their heads. Are there some giants that we haven't cut their heads off yet? I want to tell you, this is the year of breakthrough. I really believe that. He's, the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. That's what David said to the giant. Amen. What a confession. He remembered what God had done for him. He said, the God who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, that same God will give, him, give me, you to me this day. We need to remember some of the battles that we have won, that we have overcome in Jesus' name, and we will become giant slayers. Giant slayers in Jesus' name. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if he is for us, who can be against us? With my God, I can scale a wall. Do you believe all, the, all of that or do you just read it and that was for those people? We need to read and put ourselves in that position and claim the word of God for ourselves. Speak it out with confidence and see the giant fall in Jesus' name. Amen. Finally, I want to share that we have to prepare the bride. This is the year where we need to get dressed in garments of white. And that represents holiness, cleansing. There is going to be a cleansing. And we need to be willing to be cleansed in Jesus' name. You all know the story of the ten virgins, and I'm not going to read it. Matthew 25, 68, just the first portion. You can read the balance. It says, at midnight, a cry was heard. He can come any time. And that was the job of that watchman. He was on the wall. He watched day and night, day and night, for the enemy and for the king. Amen. Behold, the bridegroom is coming, is what they shouted. And then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. I want to say that I believe that this is a picture of the church. And you say, why? Because the world don't know about a groom. So they're not with lamps. Amen? So this is a picture of the church. And it actually made me weep. When I saw this, that 10 had their lamps and 10 were saying that they were waiting for the groom. But when the groom came, five, their lamps were full and five had lamps. The only difference is the amount of oil. Some had the oil lamp full and some had not enough. And those words were used when they ran to buy oil. Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. And I want to say, church, that this is a picture, sadly, I hope it's not of our church, but of the church, where we do all the right things and we say all the right things, but we don't live victoriously. This is the year that we need to be victorious. We need to believe what we believe. We need to move in what we believe. And we are to set people free in Jesus' name. Otherwise, why would the world want what we have if we aren't different? So our lamps have to be filled to the top. We don't have time to waste. Amen. 
Are you expecting the bridegroom? Are you excited or are you saying, I still have some fixing to do. I still have some repairing. I still have to find my garment. I still have to wash my wedding gown. The time is now. I want to exhort each one of us today. Let us not say there is time. And when the groom comes, we are found lacking. And you say, well, how do I keep my lamp full? It's actually very simple. That scripture that I read, being in his presence. You know, people say, my quiet time is so boring. That's why I don't do it. I just can't connect with God. He never speaks to me. I don't know where to go. Where do you start? Can I say, my husband and I have been married 47 years. We don't always have to speak, right? We're very comfortable in each other's company just to be still. Because we're familiar with each other. We're comfortable in each other's company. And that's how it should be with, with the king. The more time you spend in his company, you don't have to always be giving verbal diarrhea. <laughs> you don't have to always have your list and, you know, please God this and this and God this and this. And Lord, you know, I think he gets worn out with that sometimes. He created us for fellowship. Just to be with him, to enjoy him. Put a worship song on. If you've got 10 minutes, I exhort you this morning. Put a worship song on. Say, Lord, find your seat. Have a little place that's your place with the Lord. I have my little Zozo hat. <laughs> I love it. It's pink and white. I have my little chair and a little desk. That's my place of meeting. I go sit there. Some mornings I open the door, I listen to the birds, and I just begin to say, thank you, Father. Your creation is beautiful. I love you. I worship you. Thank you for who you are. And I put worship on, and I zip it. And I look forward to my next, however long I can be with him doesn't have to be difficult. Open your Bible, have a journal and say, Lord, what do you want to say to me today? And people say, he never speaks. Do you ever open this? Because this is one of the ways that he speaks. If you have the Holy Spirit, everybody in the house has the Holy Spirit, right? He's your comforter. He's the one that comes alongside and he says, I mean, this morning I was having my quiet time. My message was prepared and ready, but he took me to Habakkuk too. It hadn't been in my mind, my mind or on my radar. I had to ask our media team to please put it up for me. Did you get that, Habakkuk 2? Let's read it together. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch and see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Is there a correction that needs to take place in our hearts? Is there some little bit of repenting? You know, it's not a bad place to start every morning. Oh, Lord, I come before you. Cleanse my heart from all unrighteousness. I want to stand in right standing with you. That opens the door right standing with God, then that channel is open. 
Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Beloved, this is a word that I believe God wants you and I to take to heart. Press in this year. He wants you to be his mouthpiece. Not only does he want you to be his mouthpiece, he wants to fill your mouth with words of life. He wants you to be the person that will speak to that person that we all say, oh, they're so lost. Let us not judge, but let us have a heart and a compassion this year for the unlovely, because but for the grace of God, there go you and I. Where would I be if it wasn't for Jesus? Where would you be if it wasn't for Jesus? He has made the difference. He wants you and I to write the vision. What is the vision that you have for your life this year? Have you thought about it? Or is it just, it's another year and, you know, hope God's going to carry you through. I believe that we must be purposeful. And I want to encourage you that during this 21-day fast, after December, when we think of fasting, it's, you know, your, your heart wants to skip a beat because you've eaten so much. Now you have to shrink your stomach. But I want to encourage you, start preparing your heart for fasting. Get your mind in the right place. And, you know, if you say, I can't fast, you can fast something. If you're a coffee-holic, um, Shan, where's Shan? Where's that brother? Raise your hand. Repent, brother. Repent. So if you're a coffee-holic, then I want to exhort you, Shan, no coffee for 21 days. He's shaking his head. Come, brother. I will pray for you. So fasting is not giving up the things that aren't difficult. Fasting doesn't have to be about no food. Some people can't do that because they have health issues. Fast something that is really hard. You, you know what I'm saying? That bread that you can't do without or that cup of tea or, you know, whatever it is or cut out meat. Whatever it is. If you love vegetables, you are not allowed to do the Daniel fast because that is not fasting. That is pleasure. So I'm calling a fast. Jehoshaphat bowed his head, prepared his heart, humbled himself, and called a fast. We are calling a fast, beloved, and I'm asking that you would all come alongside, prepare your heart, that preparation of the heart is, Lord, what is it that I can give up? That every time I think of coffee, I have to close my eyes and say, Lord, help me. I can't do this without you. But it brings you to the place of prayer. Amen. So I want to encourage us. I want the congregation to please stand. If the worship team can 
come forward. I don't know about you, but I want to, I want to do a prophetic act. So maybe you sat and you thought, oh, I thought it's just going to be an easy year. <laughs> and now I'm being challenged. My first Sunday back in church and I'm being challenged. Can I say that if you feel, yes, Lord, you've spoken to me in this area or in that area, I'm not positioned where I should be. I'm kind of going with the flow. I don't see myself as a voice. You know, after all, I'm very shy and introverted, and I'm not eloquent of speech. Look what Moses did. And he was 80 years old. Anybody 80 in the house? Anybody? Okay. Young congregation. Oh, yes, Pastor Jakes, you are. Praise the Lord. And still speaking words of life. Still declaring the goodness of God. Still in the house of the Lord. Amen. We are never too old to accomplish great things for God. Aaron 83, the year 5783, the year and decade of the mouth. Can we shift what the enemy wanted to do in 2020 and make this decade about the word of God's coming out of our mouths? For he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Amen. Do you believe that? We are going to slay the enemy this year. And we are going to have some trophies at the end of the year of the giants that we have slayed. Now, if you believe that God has kind of challenged you in any of these areas, I just want us to do a prophetic act, whether it's move to the side, don't knock your neighbor off their feet or move forward. Or if you want to make a real declaration, then come stand in the front. But I want us to move. You move forward. I want you to move forward if it doesn't make the speaker's Let's move. Let's say, Father, today, I want to be that one that stands on the wall. Good for you, Stefan. You're making a difference, my boy. I see your post, and I'm encouraged by what you post. You're a voice. You're a voice to the generation that you are an influence over. I thank God. I thank God. We are all just push out, just come into the aisles. Just make a declar like a prophetic declaration. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm stepping out of the old. I want to be a watchman on the wall. I want to be. Do you want to be a watchman on the wall? Would you begin to let the word of God be in your mouth? Would you begin to memorize scripture that when in that moment, when you need the word of God, you can bring the words of life to those that are dying without Christ? Would you be that one that says, I want to be dressed in the garment white as snow? I want to be his bride. I desire to be his bride more than anything more than life itself. And it's not based on how good I am or how good you are. It's based on His grace and His mercy. His grace.